these TikToks of that day in life blew up. In 24 hours, it got 10 million hits on a TikTok of this life. And you know, someone that has the the dairy fridge and the bougie drink fridge. And yeah, it's wild, the pantries. People love the pantry content too. These people are corporations in themselves. And for lack of a better word, they need to look hot. That's their mission. Or they need to perform really well on a field. And it's 70% diet. You know, you can work out, you can get the right sleep, but truly the diet. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and a Good Vibe. Uh, It feels like it's been a while since I've gotten the chance to be behind the mic. You know, we've been doing all these incredible live events in LA, which if you are not following Coffee and a Good Vibe on Instagram, be sure to follow us because we are sharing all of our events and all of our beautiful um, content from all these events. You can see exactly what we're up to um, all the time on the daily. And we've been putting in so much into the Instagram. We have a lot coming on our YouTube channel. So just all the more ways to connect, but so grateful for just all the momentum that this year has brought. So much momentum that I feel like life has been moving a mile a minute. You know, it's been just event after event and new partnerships, new opportunities on the agency side. There's been a lot of moving parts and it's all good things. And I'm excited to kind of get behind the mic and further solos um, because those are always so fulfilling to me to just do these solos for you guys. But in today's podcast, we have a very special one. We are sitting down with the one, the only Chef Bay. So Chef May or Brooke, and that's her first name. She's a celebrity private chef in Los Angeles. And she might, you guys might know her from her explosive career on the internet where she became famous on her TikTok primarily, where she was doing all these Air One hauls, uh, Day in the Life of a Celebrity Chef in Beverly Hills TikToks. And she truly blew up. You know, she has the luxury of being the private chef for so many incredible celebrity clientele. She serves big royals, athletes, models, actors, you know, any celebrity in LA, they probably have gotten a meal done by Chef Bay herself. And I love the approach towards her cooking. It's really holistic, all based in nutrition. And she's just such a wealth of knowledge when not only it comes to branding and marketing and business, but in food and, you know, product developments and nutrition and what it takes to have a holistic diet and how she programs and does this all for her clients. And also her food is just unreal. So if you have not seen her TikToks or if you know, you know, you follow her on Instagram on TikTok, you know that she, everything she cooks is like insane. It's like you drool and it's healthy and it's it's just so incredible just what she's doing. And I am such a big fan of Brooke in every way. You know, it's so awesome to see another female powerhouse who just leads with so much heart behind their brands, especially when you are in big cities and you know, you're on these huge trajectories. And when people are so genuine in their pursuit, It is just the most heartwarming thing and you just want nothing but the best. You want nothing but further abundance, further success, further love to pour their way. Um, You guys are going to get that from Brooke because she's just as real as they come and just so genuine and 
uh, I'm just beyond excited for her. She's got so many moving parts of the business and you're going to hear all about it in this episode. So I will let you guys listen from here. And if you guys are getting any value from this episode at any point in time, it would mean the world if you can screenshot your phone on whatever platform you're listening on and post it on your social, share it with a friend, tag at Chef Bay, tag at Coffee and a Good Vibe. Let us know you're listening because we can get this content out to more people and expand the Coffee and a Good Vibe family. It means the world. And I hope you all enjoy this amazing episode with the one, the only Chef Bay. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and a Good Vibe. We are here in LA in the home studio with the one, the only, Chef Faye. So Brooke, I don't even know if people know your first name. Brooke. Brooke. My full name is Brooke Bayevsky, but no one could say or spell my last name. So I just went by Chef Bay and then Bay became a thing. But thank I, you for having me. Thank I'm so you happy for to be being here. here. I feel like it's been like for like an hour before this, we're just like, talking about so many things and I'm like now we're behind the mic because all this needs to be in this podcast right now exactly should have been recording (laughs) yeah well we'll go we'll go back into it because literally you're so inspiring and everything that you've created with Chef Bay it's 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 grown like I want to go all into your journey but just like the trajectory of like where you're going it's so exciting So I'm beyond excited to hear kind of like what's in the pipeline, but take us back. So for people who don't know, because the cool thing too, like in LA, you know, you go by the queen of air one and everyone knows you from your TikToks and your amazing brand online. And the cool thing is, is that, you know, not only people in LA, you know how air one's only here. Everyone knows you. Like everyone, my sister, when, cause we just had the coffee and a good vibe event and we were lucky to have you there. My sister was like, you had Shepta here and she's from Toronto. So it's so awesome to just see all the trajectory and scale, but take us back. Like how did Chef Bay even begin? Like who is Brooke? I've always been obsessed with food. I never know where it would take me. I always wanted to be a chef, but I never wanted to work in a restaurant, work my way up, you know, from washing dishes up as a line cook and a head chef. And I never wanted to work in a hotel or hospitality environment and no idea where food was going to take me. Um, so I, and I was just always really creative in the kitchen. Food was my creative outlet starting at a very young age. My family had maybe four or five. I remember as soon as I could step on a stool and reach the kitchen counter, I was helping my grandma and my mom cook in the kitchen. And my grandma was an amazing chef. So I definitely get my love of food and cooking from her. Mm. Um, And I was named after her, which is beautiful. But uh, my middle name is Ruth. Her name wasn't Brooke. That would be a more modern name for a grandmother. But (laughs) my whole family had a ton of allergies and dietary restrictions. So on top of my family being kosher, my mom is celiac and can't have dairy. I'm allergic to soy. My brother is allergic to peanuts, peas, legumes. Everyone in my family had allergies. Mm. And I would get really creative in the kitchen, making food that everyone could eat and getting really inventive with ingredients that now are mass marketed in grocery stores like oat milk and nutritional yeast. But back then no one knew what those were. And I was using them in recipes to create, you know, a gluten-free vegan mac and cheese. 
back in the the, the late 90s, no one was Wait, doing that. that's when you were doing that? Yeah, really uh, just using it as my creative outlet, getting really, I mean, there wow. were a lot of messed up recipes. Don't get me wrong. My parents ate some gross stuff, <laughs> but very supportive. But then some good, good ideas and I, recipes came out of it. And that really is what started Chef Bay. I always went by Chef Bay just because my of my last name and then Bay became a thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. So literally start, how old were you at that time? Making these like vegan mac and cheeses. Um, I mean, I started cooking that like four or five by the time I was eight, nine, doing some pretty innovative recipes. And uh, I grew up right outside of Springfield, Massachusetts, which has a very high food insecurity rate. So Mm. on top of my family having many allergies, my interest in food also came from the fact that at a very early age, I realized healthy food was a privilege. 25 to 30% of the people of families and children in Springfield don't know when their next meal is coming. There's a very high food insecurity rate. So at a young age, I would sell my baked goods and things that I would make outside of my local grocery store. And the, any money I'd made from these sales would go toward healthy cooking classes oh and programs gosh. I would do with kids with supervisors. At that point I was nine, 10, 11. So I'd have directors and people helping me put on these events. But wow. this, these are events and programs I've continued to this day. That's insane. That's like so beyond even, I feel like a lot of people didn't even know that part of the journey. And then what brought you to LA? Like when did that all begin? Um, yeah, if you can like go into context of like the years too. Yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting now of where I am versus how I started and yeah. seeing this dichotomy, you know, helping those that are, don't know how to, when their next meal was coming, when they, I, families and children living on fast food and food stamps and Mm -hmm. school subsidized lunches. And now I cook for A-list celebrities and athletes and the most notable people in the world. So it's very interesting to see where I am now and this dichotomy. But I was in, I went to, I didn't know where food would take me. I was obsessed with food and healthy food. And I went to undergrad at Syracuse University, studied product development, um, advertising and food science. And then food on the internet started exploding. So um, I worked for a company, BuzzFeed Tasty, which kind of started recipe videos on the internet. BuzzFeed, that was like, how many years ago now? No, like five years ago it was popping, I think. Maybe 2017-ish. Yeah. So some of the women's hands in those and sparks just went off. The idea of food on the internet, creative recipe development. Yeah. And I was like, I need to be in this space. I worked for, I did a lot of corporate product development. So um, RX Bar, companies under Nestle, meal kits, meal delivery service spaces, private label products, egg bites at Starbucks. And then I went to culinary school, which I had put off because, you know, I, I really just wanted to be in a program that was around healthy eating. And I was, I'm one of the first graduates of a holistic nutrition program which was really, really interesting to me. Now they exist at many culinary schools, yeah. but to me it was, it was at that point something very unique. So I did a culinary school program while working corporate product development. And I just said, I really want to have complete authority and knowledge of where my ingredients come from and what I put into my customers or clients' bodies. And that was the biggest difference in corporate product development. It's all about profit over anything else. And you can't control where the food comes from, the quality of the ingredients, the health washing of marketing around food with private clients that I started taking on when I was in culinary school several years ago, 
I just loved it. And I could really see the impact that my food was making with these clients. And through word of mouth, it just started spreading and building my client roster to where it is today. But my background in holistic nutrition and food science just really lent itself to a specific clientele that's been great. That's insane. And I kind of (laughs) want to go right there with the clientele. So is that what brought you to LA? Was there like a client that was like, we need you here in LA because your clientele, I know, is based in Beverly Hills. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I'll also be so roundabout with this question. So I was in New York. I moved out to LA a year and a half ago. Wait, so recently. Yeah, I was in New York City doing, starting the private chefing, doing yeah, culinary there's a lot school. Of celebrity clients out there. And then uh, out here. No Air One, but a lot of yeah, celebrity No Air One. Um, <laughs> but some of my clients referred me out here. Some of them had houses out here and traveled here. But I really didn't have a brand like I did in New York out in LA at all. So it was a lot of hustling, which is a side that isn't really shown on social media. Social media kind of makes everything look sparkly and perfect and easy and awesome. But when I was moving out here, I had a business partner at the time and I would we would put on ticketed private dinner events at cost. So 60 or 80 bucks a person for a five course meal, open bar on a Saturday night. And I just said, tag me in all of your social media, story me, story me, story me. I didn't know if I was going to stay here. So I borrowed my friend's 15 year old car that I was driving around LA and just was a yes man and a, and a hustler and building more clients because while it wasn't my clients at those dinners, it was their assistants or their managers or a friend of a friend who connected me to people who are now uh, clients. That's insane. I love that you said that because like when I moved here about five years ago, I didn't know anyone from from Toronto, you know, and it's like I just hustled and put myself out there like crazy. And people see now like they see, oh, Chef Bay, like with all of her, all of her amazing like celebrity clients. And like, like for me and like being in the PR space, I see these connections of brands you work with. But it's like, you hustled so much to like make these relationships and nurture them for years. And like, I guess woman to like every coffee, you know, and it's like, it's like all those years that come into building those relationships. I would love to know, like, what is your biggest tip for someone listening on? They could be in, in their area or like moving to a new city, like on how to approach making relationships happen. Because I also think, and it's such a great thing, the level of relationships that you built are, the relationships that everyone wants, like the top of the top people, A-list clientele, like how did you even build those types of relationships? Very much word of mouth. It's such a trust business. I mean, you're not seeing, Mm. I work for models, athletes, actors, royal families, and it really, you're not seeing them in their red carpet look. You're seeing them at their normal state, you know, without a, without a bra and making breakfast in the morning for their kids and you're in their home. So you really quickly almost become a member of their family. So it's so much built on trust and, you know, knowing that you're not going to go to TMZ with certain things. And Mm -hmm. it's so much more than just an NDA, but being someone that they can respect and trust. And once you have that with somebody, then word quickly spreads among their friends. And I've gotten so many clients through clients. 
um, just based on yeah, your vibe attracts food your tribe. Or, right, people hang out yeah, with people and they you, you cook for one person and they'll have a dinner party and then that's great guerrilla marketing for everyone at the table that's yeah. trying your food and then they want to hire you so I love that you said that on the personal touch because it's huge right they're you're coming into their personal space with their kids and like yeah you're so in it that I would understand why people also have a, a wall up or a guard up and then once you're kind of like through it like you've penetrated into that like network, it's like, no, Brooke's the real deal. Like everyone wants to hire you. Could you share any names that you work with? I don't know if you, you're allowed to. So um, some, I can say, I mean, I've worked, I've done Grammy award-winning artists, Oscar nominated actors, many famous athletes in the NFL and the NBA the most notable royal family, if you can guess who it is in the world. I've cooked for them. And are they like crazy when you kind of have these types of clients? Do they, are they like to you, like, Brooke, this is my diet, make me a meal plan that I'm going to love? Like, or is it more like, do you get a lot of fun? Like, do you have the kind of freedom to like experiment with recipes? Just, I guess, with your, with what your expertise is too, like the healthier, (laughs) like you can explain your niche of cooking. I love pleasantly surprising with my clients because I, like I said, when I was growing up, I would, my entire training in the food world, which is really unique, is around catering to dietary needs and restrictions. Mm. Um, So I love pleasantly surprising when clients come to me with, they're gluten-free, they're dairy-free, they're soy-free, they can't have no nuts, no seeds, no legumes, they need a high-protein, low-inflammatory diet. I know what all of that means and I can work with trainers and nutritionists understanding the food science and building them a custom meal plan so I love pleasantly surprising you know on TikTok it looks like I just I go into these mega mansions and I cook for these people and the butler takes the food up and my housekeeper the housekeeper and the maid I cleans the cleans up after me and I'm like it is so much more than that that actually goes into knowing every single calorie macro gram of Mm -hmm. sodium that goes into these what I'm cooking for these people um, that's completely customized. So I love pleasantly surprising and I get very demanding requests, but nothing I can't, no one's ever mean or not respectful, but, um, yeah, with a, with a private chef, they have very specific requests that they need. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, every day is different. Everyone's I can only different. imagine too, like with cravings, but then also with especially athletes and like this type of clientele, like every someone listening might think it's crazy, but it's like, no, every nutrient, every macronutrient needs to be dialed in for them to perform at the level they do Yeah, for them to have the energy that they need. So it makes so much sense. And like having that dialed in for them is money because that's how they're going to show up in the world. Exactly. These people are corporations in themselves. And for lack of a better word, they need to look hot. That's their mission. Or they need to perform really well on a field and it's 70% diet. You know, Mm. you can work out, you can get the right sleep, but truly I, the diet. I Um, believe in it so much because even like entrepreneurs, like I love, I have so many friends in LA who are like these powerhouse entrepreneurs who like they, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So they have like a fitness lifestyle, they work out, but then they have these massive corporations that they're running. And like Mari Llewellyn, she's like a friend who's been on the podcast. She, um, on her Instagram, she opened up about like opening her fridge and like sharing that they now have a private chef and like everything's dialed in. And 
yeah, she's not competing in sport, but I think she's competing in life. You know, like yeah. she has this massive company. Like to me, it's a no brainer to make that investment. But like also some people watching is like, cause she didn't open up more about it. They're probably like, you're crazy for spending X amount on that, on food and the chef. But she's like, no, because now they can show up their absolute best. Cause what you put in your body is the gas to the yeah. engine. And it's just such a big role. And I, I love that. I love making my clients just feel like they're on jet fuel. And they'll, they'll often come to me. And every year there's a different fad diet too. Oh, I'm sure. You know, yes. there's the keto, there's the paleo. Two years ago was charcoal. There was charcoal in everything. Um, now, sadly, it's Ozempic. But I, yeah, you just, uh, giving them at the end of the day, giving them a custom meal plan that it's balance of protein, fibers, fats, carbs. That yeah. is- exactly what their body wants and responds well to and just makes them feel amazing is so rewarding. I love that. Well, I'm definitely going to go back into like what you, because you're the machine who's running a huge company and brand and empire. So I want to go back into like your diet and your day in the life. But before that, I want to go into TikTok because you have built this huge name chef. But yes, you're huge on all the platforms, but TikTok is where it kind of all kicked off for you. So like, what was the inspiration of starting the TikTok platform for you? Like what, like the Air One videos or what you're known for? Like you have so many different concepts around it, but I'd love to hear like your thought process around getting started. So one day I was honestly, I was at a client's house and I was just on Snapchat of all things. Yeah. I never even go on Snapchat, but, and I was just looking at what kind of food content is viral because so many people say, you know, welcome to my kitchen. Here's me making a sheet pan dinner. And yeah. you've, you've seen that video. You can visualize it in your head and it's so boring and stale. And, and it's like maybe was, just hands, no personality. Like yeah, there's personality, people, but like not what you see in yours. Yeah. And people want to be entertained online. And I just said, you know, what food con is, content is even going viral? And it was mm. Gigi Hadid's pasta. Not even a great, I mean, it was four ingredients. It tastes fine. I've tried it. Uh, Jennifer Aniston's salad she made on the set of Friends. It wasn't even her salad. She admitted she's never even had that salad. Um, but it's really what famous people eat. That was a component. And I was like, wait, I cook for these people every single day. Why don't I just show a little bit more of the life? You know, their whole team, their team of 15 people that are in their house, their glamorous kitchens, their full private chef that they have in their house. What is it? What does the day look like? And I started doing these TikToks of a day in the life as a celebrity private yes. chef. And Dan it blew up. Chef in Beverly Hills. <laughs> Dan Life is people think I actually speed my voice up and I really don't. I actually no, voice those over so I fast. You and I had the phone call. I was like, it's so like you, like you could tell when someone's like got everything together. Oh, I, I, I learn as I go, but the best way is to learn by doing. And it's not a mistake if you learn from it is a big, totally is a big lesson, but that. truly definitely I figuring out as I go. <laughs> but then all those other concepts grew too, right? Like, um, your $2,000 or like you go to air one and it's like, this is what you get for groceries for like $2,000 or $5,000. And I think like it kind of the air one, there's something about air one that makes people like love that style of yeah, It's honestly a luxury brand above anything else. They're marketing geniuses. I give them that, yeah. but with my clients, they really want me to shop there. People always yeah, say, you know, can you go anywhere else? Air one? Many times I let them choose wherever. I mean, if you want me to go to Costco or the yeah. dollar store, I'll go to Costco and the dollar yeah. store, but they, they really want Erwan or they'll go to the farmer's market or something. But mm -hmm. yeah, with these hauls, I mean, I would spend 
dollars $3,000, $4,000, $5,000, $35,000 in a month um, at Erwan across my clients. I have about 40 clients between New York and LA that I kind of rotate between, but I'm there every single day. Um, I'm always, I always make the joke. I'm like, I'm always checked out at Erwan. People ask about my dating life and I'm like, literally, they just check me out. We should go there too. There is none. There is none. The end. (laughs) No, we, we gotta go there. Cause I would be, cause you're at Erwan, you know, Erwan's like, I joke about this too with friends. Like it's like, it's a, when you're not, I feel bad if anyone hasn't, like, people on the podcast will, like, they when they come to LA, they'll definitely go. But, like, it's a vibe. Like, there's, like, you can meet people for business. You can meet people for friendships. You can meet, I feel like you could meet someone you would end up, like, you can get dates there. Like, it's, like, a place to be. And if you're there all the time, I'm sure oh, we line were, up. You and I were bound to meet at Erwan. I've yeah. met so many of my friends so many people at Erwan, people in that I, I, and then I did an Erwan collab, but I was like, oh my gosh, I recognize you from, I followed you since high school and you're the reason that I use this air, this water purifier. And then, wow. then, then we, he gave me a water purifier and I was like, wow, the Erwan, every, everything happens at Erwan, I swear. Literally. Connections, I'll get owners of food companies coming up to me and doing sponsored content yeah. and it's such a good hub yeah I just need for to a stay, lot of stay in air one that's yeah. how to network honestly it's not even an ad for air one they don't even <laughs> they will not, not sponsor <laughs> quick note to talk about one of our incredible brand partners and that is castlery and if you're not following us on Instagram or watching our reels, our TikToks, our videos with the podcast, you are missing out on our beautiful new cloud couch that is from Castlery. Castlery is a direct-to-consumer furniture retailer that designs and produces stylish, modern furniture at high quality and fair prices. You guys, literally ever since I got my place, I wanted a cloud couch and pop in Castlery. In I know what you're thinking. Cloud couches can be quite the investment and they're not easy to get your hands on. But this brand, Castlery, literally I manifested this brand that came into my life and they have just the most stunning pieces. But for me specifically, I was eyeing the cloud couch. So I have the Dawson sofa, which you guys can check out online. I will also link it below in the show notes. And it is the most comfortable piece I have. It's literally like I sink into it at the end of the day. And it is our coffee and a good vibe sofa that we love to shoot on and kick it back, have coffee and good vibes with with all of our guests. And I think if you guys are in the market for any furniture pieces for your home, I would look no further but to explore Castlery because you can create a space to thrive in make your home feel like a home with Castlery and honestly the customer service the team just the whole brand in all is incredible and it's been such a seamless experience working with them and I highly recommend it when you are shopping for decor to make your house feel like a home you know for your office for your studio whatever you need I'm sure your aesthetic preferences and needs would all be so fulfilled with Castlery so check them out I will have them all linked below in the show notes create a space to thrive in with castlery and let's dive back into the episode (laughs) um so with the tiktok okay was there one video that popped off like a hockey stick growth or was it all like steady like you kept posting these tiktoks and and then you brought it to instagram as well but like and it was steady growth because that's almost like 
every every creator's journey, I'm always like, was there that one? Because I've heard it with like Charlie DeMello's, like she had like this one video that kind of like spiked her. And then when you had like that hockey stick spike, you're on another page. But like, what was it for you? Was there a video? I was cooking for a Middle Eastern royal family um, that I can't mention, but they had, uh, it was wild. They had a team of 15 people in this massive Beverly Hills estate. And they found a couple of ants in the house and then then went to a penthouse suite nearby. So I was living in the house voluntarily, living the sweet life of Zach and Cody life. And there were butlers and no one, people didn't even think butlers still exist. They exist. They're amazing. Um, And housekeepers and drivers and doormen and these TikToks of that day in life blew up in 24 hours. It got 10 million hits on a TikTok of this life. And, you know, someone that has the the dairy fridge and the bougie drink fridge. And um, yeah, it's wild. The pantries, people love the pantry content too. Wow. And uh, I was with, um, I was with someone last night who interned for uh, Khloe Kardashian and it was, he, he did her pantry and he was showing me videos and pictures of it. And I was like, this is my porn. It <laughs> is the size of my entire apartment and it's just a pantry and it's, Gorgeous. That's Chloe's? Gorgeous, yeah. Oh my Gorgeous. God. I mean, the, there's the baking aisle, every beautiful jar. I mean, you can only imagine. It looks like ice. So like you probably perfection. love going to certain clients' homes and cooking there because it's like your dreamland. Oh yeah, it's the, the pantry, the cabinets, the professionally organized, yeah. everything. Even you open up and I've, I've TikTok this, but I was like, I aspire to be as sexy as this bag, this drawer of Ziploc bags and you open it and it's like, custom wooden Ziploc bag holders and and a custom wooden uh, tinfoil thing. And it just is the most beautiful drawer. And you're like, this is the detail that I aspire to be like in oh my, my life God. and the level of beauty. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's great. Oh my God, who has been your favorite like client? I guess you can't even, I don't know if you can say, but what is like your favorite type of client to work for? Like your ideal client? My, so I've had uh, amazing clients. I've never had someone be terrible or not respectful. And really quickly, it wears off who these people are. I mean, they're incredible people, but at the end of the day, everyone's a a person and everyone's really been nice and wonderful. But someone I would love to cook for, um, Jennifer Coolidge would be amazing. And she's plant-based and I do a lot of health forward plant-based cuisine. And she follows me on Instagram which was crazy. It said follow back. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was, that was, it's probably so cool. I love her. Wait, since we're on this topic, what has been like the most exciting DM or like TikTok message that you've received in your inbox in your direct message? Something that got you like super stoked. Could be anything. Could be a person, could be a business opportunity, could be a brand, could be, uh, literally it could just be like a person who's like, Erwan about the partnerships. That was really they cool. Being the, fir- being the first food collab. We had chatted in the DM a little and then we I met them in person. Um, mm. So that was that was really cool. Yeah, a ton of food brands and health and wellness companies that I love so much mm-hmm. that want to work together is exciting. And then, yeah, you get the the DM slides of some cool clients. And you're like, oh, yeah, or, like or the celebrities kids. Or like, I want to... Or the estate managers. I get a lot of estate managers who mm. are just so under the radar that I didn't even realize they were following me. And they're, they'd be like, oh, I'm coordinating a private chef. Are yeah. you available, you know, for Christmas dinner? And you're like, yeah, you know, who are your clients? And they're oh like, blah, God. blah, blah. And you're like, 
I am available. I am wow. available. Okay, um, I want to go there because, you know, everything's taken off, right? It's not like you're just a private chef. You have this huge brand and everyone who listens to the Coffee and a Good Vibe, we go in on like branding, marketing and in the creator side of the business and you become this name, like you are an influencer yourself and you're getting all these partnerships with brands and business side of like the private chefing that's growing and these cool collaborations with places like Air One. And I just know like, those are just gonna continue to compound. So how do you do it all? How do you, and I know before we got on the podcast, we're talking about like scaling a team and you're scaling your own dream team, but like, how do you manage everything? What is a day? And maybe you can first go into like a day in the life. I know people can watch your TikToks, but they can also listen to it. What's a day in the life? Um, and you don't have to like squeeze it in now in 15 seconds because of the podcast, but what's a day in the life? And then how do you manage all the things you're doing? Definitely. It's, it is a lot of sacrifice. Something I've always struggled with just being a business owner is work-life balance. Yeah. Totally. It's really hard because you always want to be a yes man and say yes to every opportunity. And you're a hundred percent responsible for the success that you bring in. Mm-hmm. But- I also think for me personally, I feel like we're similar with that saying yes for me when I moved here served. And now I'm in the stage of my business in my brand where I can't say yes to everything because it's not serving, but right. it did serve to get here because the yeses turned into like cool opportunities. And, but now it's like, I got to say be intentional and say so many notes so I can create more room for the really big yeses. Yes, exactly. And I mean, the hustle definitely paid off, but it was definitely even being out in LA I've sacrificed so much social life, you know, yeah. no dating life, a lot of things to build the brand yeah. and build the business. And um, now I brought on a full-time assistant who's been amazing, you know, mm-hmm. my left hand in everything. Um, when did she come on board? Like how many? Full-time a couple of months ago. And that was the hockey stick onboarding. Yeah. Because I was like, here's 500 things that I need <laughs> help with. And I got to a point of being really burnt out a couple of times to just and finally you can't admit. Even be, like, I, yeah. I feel like with your business, it's like you can't have a burnt, uh, like a low day because you have clients to cook for. Yeah. It's like with a brand deal, like, yeah, you can push, you you can like adjust the schedule. You can create at your own time, but like you got to make breakfast for a client or like you have these deadlines, you know? Yeah. And it's, uh, you're always kind of performing. You're always on, mm-hmm. you're with family, you're doing a cooking demo, you're in front of the camera. So you really need to be your best self. And when I was, grinding and sacrificing things like sleep and even how well I was eating. I wasn't my, my best self. I did get burned out and getting, asking for, you know, bringing on help has been incredible with the team. Um, and then I have people I bring on for various events, but it's been a very interesting space that I'm going into because it's above just being first and foremost, I'm a professional chef. And it's interesting to see how that's been blended with being, you know, an influential brand on social, because I'll not only work with a company and say, you know, here's my affiliate code and I love this product and it's amazing and post on social, but I'll be able to work with the company and do an actual activation. I'll do that. I'll incorporate their product into every course in an influencer dinner activation that my team puts on. I'll do a, a founder's dinner. I'll do a, a, baby shower for a celebrity client and I'll incorporate that person's mocktail brand into the brunch itself for content with the brand. So it's been a limit. Like it's been a cool um, combination. I know. And and then even as you grow as a creator, it's like 
you and like your clothing. It's like, what are you wearing? Because people, when they fall in love with you as a personal brand, they fall in love with not just like the recipes, but they fall in love with all parts of you. Like your personality, the the things you wear, like the way you do your hair. It's like so cool with personal branding, but also creates even more opportunity and like ways to continue to grow. But um, what routines do you have in place? So do you have a morning routine? Do you kind of stick to the same thing? And I'd love to go into your evening routine as well. Cause we're all about like the non-negotiables. And I know you're huge on like health and wellness cause I do follow you <laughs> and you do work at like someone else listening. And I think it's inspiring who sees you like someone like you who has such a busy lifestyle. You still make time for your workout. You still make time to fill your cup. So walk us through those. I, I try, that's been my new year's resolution and I try to get better and better and with sleep and prioritizing working out and not looking at your phone first thing in the morning. Mm. But days can definitely get hectic. I'm trying to be better every day at that because things yeah. can be overwhelming. But every day looks different. very different. I know, I know. Um, I'm- I, some days, typically when I go in and private chef for a client, I'll meal prep, lunch and dinner that day. And I just charge a daily rate mm. um, plus cost of ingredients. So not that I've ever had any issues with clients, but something I'd want to avoid a conversation I'd want to avoid would be, um, you know, you spent two hours in Erwan this morning because you were also filming a TikTok and then, you know, you're filming content all day. And while I love it, you know, it doesn't slow down your cooking. I never to avoid that conversation. I just say, you know, here's my daily rate. Here's everything that I will cook and meal prep for the week, yeah, lunch and smart. dinner. And whether it takes me five hours or 15 hours, I'll get it done. And then my clients just eat and, and let me and you know, I enjoy the day. They love that I film. They think it's the coolest thing ever. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's a, a typical day. It could be going shopping from eight to 10, going into the client's house for 1030 and being there till 8 PM at night. So a really, uh, a really long day. You must be like so good with like time management with all of that too. I think I know what I can cook in a day and I can visualize it. And I think initially when I bring on clients, there's a you know, you send them the the professional looking menus and you refine it to exactly mm-hmm. what they want and you want to really impress. But then uh, as you build that relationship with your clients, then it's just kind of you text them and you're like, hey, are you feeling any cuisine? And they're like, it's easier. They're yeah. like Mediterranean. And you're like, great. I'm thinking blah, blah, blah. And I think you'd like this. And they're like, great. And then it becomes even mm-hmm. more fun. And I just have that culinary creative freedom. I love that. Which is really fun. How, what's your preferred way of eating? I know like we were talking about this a little bit before the mics, just being real. Like sometimes as an entrepreneur, you can forget to eat. It's about, I feel like that's how I've been lately. And I'm so busy. It's like the last on my mind is me feeling, but like, what is your, like, um, the diet that you prefer to stick to that gives you the best energy for everything you're doing? Um, the Instagram versus reality. That should be a thing. My whole fridge oh, wait, right now is sponsored, is sponsored stuff. So I have 500 boxes of chocolate hummus, 15 cartons of oat milk, glow nuts. And oh, I love glow nuts. I sponsored ice creams. My whole fridge, it looks like a, a weird grocery store That's of a million like products. I'm like, I don't actually have even food in my fridge right now. So what I actually eat myself, I eat what my clients eat oftentimes or mm. I'll meal prep something. But typically I love, uh, I'm very health forward. Yeah. I love eating a ton of veggies. I could easily be vegan, but I'm allergic to soy. So it's a little too hard, Yeah, but I eat, I'm kosher. Um, I eat lean. I love lean fish. I love 
I still eat chicken and turkey, just very health forward, mm-hmm. Mediterranean-esque cuisine is is my favorite. I always ask people what the their last meal would be before, you know, on death row. Mine would just be like a ton of really good veggies. And people think I'm lying, but I'm not. Oh with like hummus and falafel and turkey meatballs. And then dessert is an acai bowl with like an Wait, obscene so amount healthy. of peanut butter. Like, I mean, a 50,000 calorie acai bowl. Don't get me wrong. Like a pile of granola on that thing. But yeah. I love that sunlight does a good job. What would yours be? Oh, my last meal? Your last meal. Oh my gosh. My last, that's so hard to, because you know what? Once you like learn more and like, as you know, you went to school for this. Like once you learn more about health and wellness and you start fueling your body, it's like you end up like wanting to eat things that give you more life and energy. So it like makes sense to me that you set all those foods, like even a, a acai bowl with granola and peanut butter. It's like, I love that. And it's like, that is so quality. You know, it's like, it's like wholesome. Mm-hmm. And even though it's dense, like calorically, it's like, yeah, that sounds so good. Like I love like my nut butters, like a decadent, like chocolate peanut butter shake, but I don't know what will be my last meal, but I'm so with you there. It's like once you try like the healthier versions of things, you kind of like feel so much better having them as well. Yeah. And then that's all you really want. Hence why I think we're creatures of habit, like going to to air one. We're like, so spoiled in LA. Yeah. You go anywhere else and you're like, what do you mean the coffee shop doesn't have organic I was just unsweetened hemp milk? <laughs> I know house made this. It's like everywhere you go here, it's like, all the coffee shops are like that. And then when you go to like a small town, it's like, no, no, no. Someone commented today on a video and they're like, do any of your clients eat cheese cheese? And I'm like, don't tell the celebrities that cheese doesn't come from nuts. I'll be out of a job. (laughs) (laughs) But then it's like you try. Well, if you also have you making the food, like it probably tastes just like cheese that like better than normal cheese. So I feel like it's just so much of like, I think also how you make it. And so I'm such a, uh, like a, I really love promoting that, like to be healthy and like fuel your body the right way because you can make it taste good. And I think that like there needs to be more creators like you because you really show how much a healthy diet could be so fun uh-huh. and taste amazing, you know? And it's like, it's important. But on that note of like fun recipes and things, we have a fun question. So, like, what is your favorite thing of all time to purchase at Air One at the hot bar? Like, what's your hot bar plate? And then, and I'm sorry for you who aren't here. When you come, you'll just have to, like, take note of it. And then, other than that, like, your favorite, like, dessert or sweet treat that Air One has. Because Air One's got, like, fridges and fridges full of that. So, hot bar and then um, your sweet treat. Cause I know you're not a drinks girl. So let's Buffalo go. cauliflower, the salmon belly cakes. I love sweet potato taquitos, not the chicken. Chicken are air wants. I do this thing called oh, air win and air. Won. I know. I watched those. Those are good. Don't do the chicken. Don't. Oh no. Don't do the sweet potato. Do the chicken. Okay. Um, do the chicken. Not the do, su- yeah. Do the, do the chicken, not the sweet potato. Yes. The taquitos, the taquitos, okay. the chicken taquitos are where it's at. And then the mad wrap which is that collard green wrap with the turkey, the avocado, the kale, white bean salad. F me up. It's so good. It's so good. And I could make it myself. It's so sad. Because I know how to do all of this. And I'm like, here's... You can probably make all these things better too. (laughs) Let's be real. Uh, 
I, I try to crack a lot of the a lot of the code on these Erwan recipes, but I feel like you can yeah, do they, buffalo they do a good job. Yeah, I've done I've I've done the buffalo cauliflower for never. clients. <laughs> I had it so much better. Theirs is good because it's deep fried. I don't deep fry. Yeah, it's great. Oh wow! Um, wait, and then sweet treat, sweet treat. The anything that gel the Giselles. Yeah, I uh, any of those holy scoops. The plant based ice cream, love it. So good. Um, yeah, those. I always go back for the things that I know are oh the Yvonne's Thin Mint cookies. Oh, I've tried those. Oh, those are so good. They're three dollars a thin mint but you know eat slowly <laughs> you know you you savor. really like savor it more. it's all about the quality over here a lick <laughs> i love that oh my gosh okay there's so much like that you're doing so much ahead you know what is the vision for the brand of chef bay in brooke like what's the vision legacy of the brand where do you see yourself in like five ten years my dream is my own show Showing the day in the life as a celebrity private chef, more of me and my brand, building the brand. And I feel like ever and or cooking show. Everyone has a. I feel like everyone kind of wants a piece of that cooking show pie. So like maybe something's a little making me more unique, showing more of the full story rather Mm. than you know, welcome to my kitchen. An idea. I mean, a cooking show would be amazing, but just I love doing demos. I love being on TV. I'm I'm so comfortable in front of the cameras. That's so fun for me more live demos and events I and just being more of a, a home well-known chef brand I am known for my jumpsuits so I'm launching a line of chef bay jumpsuits Stop. in the fall is it your own really, or are you collaborating my own <gasps> which I'm very excited about my I have an entire my entire closet I just moved and it's all jumpsuits. I realized I don't need actually own normal clothes. It's, I literally I own jumpsuits that. and workout wear. So I'm like, okay, stylists, I need help. <laughs> um, but yeah, a jumpsuit line, working on a cookbook. So having oh my, my recipes gosh. be more accessible and just like my own line of products. physically? Yeah. My own line of products. So really you just come building out the with chef like your own, Just like how you did with the Air One collab, like your own kind of like and maybe it's at Air One permanently, like the gazelles, like what you did, but like permanently. They wanted me to, but I don't know. I think. Like, do you want it? Because I know you have a whole background in like products, like what you were saying. I'd never say never for Air One, but I don't know if I want my own product in Air One. It's, Would you uh, want it's your not own product a, in general that's like in a, you know, like yes. something that's like in a like sold at all these grocery stores. Yes. I would love nationwide products. I'm mostly known for health forward desserts is a huge one. I think there's a huge market, a market for what I could do with my grain free crack cookies. You have the whole background. Cause we were talking about this before we recorded, like on like the labeling and like you, you literally went to school for that. So even like me having this podcast, I interview so many CPG founders who like have like a different background but then they've learned so much, obviously, with like how they can get their product at a Whole Foods, like that skew there. And like you have all that knowledge. So it just and then you have like the the science and then the nutrition knowledge. Like it just makes so much sense. Yeah, it's really it would be really fun to do. I've, I've been a almost a version of a ghostwriter on so many products that are nationwide or international bestsellers wow. from protein bars to egg bites and to get credit for that. It's kind of like being a ghostwriter in a song, but not actually being the singer and getting no credit. So I, yeah, I would love my own line of products and just keep growing the brand, but staying true to who I am. You know, I want yeah. people to still be able to, to book me for events and go into people's homes and cook for them and make a difference with food. I don't just want to 
franchise some Chef Bay restaurants. I truly yeah. want to be responsible and know what's going into people's bodies that eat my food and know where the ingredients mm-hmm. come from and being really proud of what I feed people. Would you ever do your own restaurant? Not in the immediate future at all. I just, honestly, a reason I did private like chefing in corporate, I just mm-hmm. said, you know, I, I've worked with some, the culinary world in general is very male dominated. And I've had many experiences of just men being just gross behavior mm-hmm. in kitchens and the chef culture and um, really aggressive male chefs and that energy. And I just, it's very much restaurant culture and I just didn't want to be a part of it. Maybe, you know, pop-ups or never say never to a restaurant, but I don't know. I think there's doing activations and private events and things lights up my soul right now a little bit more than That's a restaurant. So cool. it's, a, it's a tough, tough, restaurants are tough. Limited no. mar- margin. It, it's crazy. I give it and to I people who do restaurants. And I think you're such in a digital world that it makes sense to keep doing all the things. I'm like a biased person because I'm like in the PR space. I'm like always been online, like my whole business model and like everything like, you know, with COVID and things like that, when the business is so much like relies on a physical, like in-person, like real life experience, it kind of like it, the online needs to, I always say it's like, if you have the online empire then yeah. you can do all those other things, but you don't have to have like that physical, like the restaurant, like you can't let outside factors kind of like stop the traffic or things like that. But there's so many cool things that you have going on and it's so exciting. Um, and I think that everyone listening, like personally for me, like listening, I'm like, okay, there's not just like this one thing. There's all these th- things that are part of like the empire of Chef Bay. And what is... The thing, so there's a lot of things that are exciting. What's the one thing that's like the most exciting thing that people can look out for maybe even this summer? So the jumpsuits. So I'm partnering, very excited. I can announce it soon, but I'm partnering with a major activewear company um, to do a line of Chef Bay, a capsule of Chef Bay activewear, which I'm so excited about because I'm always working out and in cool workout outfits when I'm not in a jumpsuit. Especially and in LA. It's like, I, that's all people wear every day. Yeah. And I, I love it. And I cannot wait to share this collection. And there's kind of a workouty jumpsuit in it, which is so cute. And that works. It's so that me. Just works. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm very, very excited for it. So that's going to launch in July. So the news comes out officially very soon. Oh my gosh. Well, I am so excited to stay tuned. Where can people connect with you? What is the best way for people to follow along, get all the content, like plug all of it. I I am Chef Bay, so C-H-E-F-B-A-E on Instagram so and TikTok. Easy too. I can't believe like you got it early, but like it's such a good <laughs> it was a good handle. one. It well, it was a it was a bot on Instagram and then I got it because it was a, a robot account. And then contact it was How many a years it was ago was this? Did you get sick, this? a six year battle with Instagram to get that what? to get that handle. Because I was like, it's, it doesn't exist. It was, it was an account, a robot account from 2013. And then I got it. I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chef Bay on Instagram, Chef Bay on TikTok. It's Chef Bay on YouTube. And it's chefbay.com. What? You even got the domain. Oh my gosh. She's got it all. I, well, I got it. It's, it's chefbay.com, not just Chef Bay. 
but it sounds legit. <laughs> yeah, it sounds. It's great. It sounds it's good. great. It was good. Yeah. I love it. Well, you heard it here first. We will have everything linked below <laughs> in the show notes. And truly, just thank you again for thank being you. on the podcast. Everyone, feel free to reach out to me. I love hearing from you guys. Any I, questions on recipes or anything, I... I usually respond with a voice note in the DM and people are oh like, wow, gosh. you read this. <laughs> but yeah, everyone feel free to reach out. She even makes time for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Heroes don't all work. <laughs> I mean, from the queen of herself, you know, everybody and you're killing it. So you're so sweet. Thank you so much for Thank having me. You. This was wonderful. Such a pleasure.